for several reasons, but one of the most important is to say thank you. Thank you for your support of the Paulist Fathers, and thank you especially for your support of me over the last six years. But before I tell you what I've been up to, and yes, I did bring pictures, let's talk about the scriptures for a bit. Our gospel today is a continuation of what St. Mark told us about last week when he started talking about what Jesus did in his first day in full-time ministry. You may recall last week that he healed an unnamed man in the synagogue by casting a demon out of him. This week, the first thing we hear about is that Jesus then went and cured Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Well, when you put those two things together, it's a pretty profound picture about what we as the body of Christ are to do in reaching out and bringing people into communion with us and in communion with God. We have an unnamed man in a public space with a spiritual affliction and a woman who's identified specifically in the privacy of her home with a physical condition. The Paulist fathers do a lot of outreach. And maybe you know about some of our more public things that we've done. We have BustedHalo.com, the website for young adults in their 20s and 30s who consider themselves spiritual but not religious. As part of that, we do 15 hours of programming every week on Sirius Radio. We also have Paulus Productions, which is our movie and TV company. We have Paulus Press, which is highly regarded in the Christian publishing world. But then there are all the private stories, stories that we usually can't share because they're private. But they are among the most powerful stories of how we reach out to people. And I can tell you now that I've met many people back on the East Coast who, it turns out, had very profound experiences of God by being in this very building. And I was just going to leave that generic, but before the 9.30 Mass today, I was talking with someone. I said, well, it's good to see you after six years. She said, I wasn't here six years ago. I said, but you're familiar. And we realized that we were in Boston together. She's over here at this Mass as well. But she became a Christian here at Berkeley back in her 20s. So I want to thank you for your outreach to all kinds of people who have then blessed me later on in reaching out to me. Our second reading was Paul talking about how he is called by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel, whether he wants to do it or not. And I'm somebody, for the last 11 and a half years, have felt that same call from the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel far and wide. But for the first several years, I had a lot of doubts. As a former optical engineer, I had never had a lot of opportunities to proclaim the gospel in public. And in work, people didn't tell me if they were numbered among the brokenhearted, like Job of our first reading. But that all changed when I came here in 2006. I was here for Lent, and it was a wonderful, wonderful time. And you gave me so many opportunities to try and proclaim the gospel. And you spoke to me about where I was gifted, and you also were the voice of God, indicating where I needed to do some more growing. But most of all, you gave me confidence. And so I'd like to show you a few pictures of what I've been up to for the last six years. There's 30 pictures, but I'm only going to talk about six of them, okay? 
So I went back to Washington, D.C. to finish my novitiate, and then I made my first profession to the polis. And I really had a sense of confidence in doing that, and that was from you. And so I was confident in putting the letter CSP at the end of my name. Now, most of what I've done is study. And that's really boring to look at in pictures, uh, me writing a paper. I, I, but, so this is the one token picture of my studying. This is the library of St. Paul's College in Washington. The next summer, I was sent to Portland, Oregon, to our parish there. Now, Oregon is the least churched state in the Union. Portland is the least churched part of that state. And I was working with young adults who are the least churched segment of the population there. So talk about great work, learning how to do evangelization and outreach. I spent my pastoral year in 2008-2009 at Ohio State. And I had a lot of wonderful formative experiences. I'll just tell you about this group. This is part of the Reconciliation Ministry Leadership Team. That's the name we eventually came up with for what was called the Reconciliation Committee. And the Paulists are trying to have parishes all over the place have these committees that at the local level are looking at how to bring a greater sense of reconciliation to all we do and to really help us all to take that deeper into our heart. Well, it's easier said than done. A lot of people feel hurt by the church in very intangible ways, in ways that we can't really fix at the local level, and also we don't have a budget. But this group, we were able to collaborate, and we've come up with a model that really seems to be working. And it's a catalyst for a lot happening there, and we're hoping to replicate it around the country. had a lot of opportunity to be involved with ecumenical and interreligious dialogue. This was a night that two of my seminary brothers and I drove up to New York City to lead, help facilitate um, an interfaith dialogue in the Park 51 Center. You've probably heard of that called the Ground Zero Mosque. And we were inside on the anniversary of September 11th while people were protesting outside. It was an amazing event of people coming together talking about the peace we all wanted and desired. As also in Washington, I've had a lot of opportunities to go to and worship or attend worship services with people of all kinds of faith backgrounds. This is the Orthodox Church of America, uh, their cathedral in D.C. on the Easter Vigil last year. And then this past summer, you paid for me to go to Guatemala. And I was there for seven weeks to learn a little bit of Spanish. Let's see how I do. Fui allí para tratar de aprender un poquito de español. I have some work to do. I have preached a few times in Spanish since. But most importantly, I've learned a lot about the spiritual practices of people in that part of Latin America. And so, last weekend... Now that I've finished school in December, I've gone into full-time work finally, full-time ministry. I'm at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, and my boss is none other than Charlie Donahue. Some of you may know him. He was here until three years ago. And several people have told me what a great job he did preaching this gospel three years ago. Um, it's wonderful. They're just all wondering where I went this weekend. 
And this is where I hope to be, God willing, in the Creek Don't Rise on May 19th. This is the Church of St. Paul the Apostle in New York City, where I will be ordained a priest, along with Tom Gibbons, who served here five years ago, and Renee Constanza. We couldn't have gotten this far without you. Your friendship, your financial contributions, and your prayers. First of all, your friendship. Some of you have continued to write and email and send me notes over the last six years. And I can't tell you how much that has meant, especially at finals time. So thank you for that. The Paulists now estimate it costs about $300,000 to get one guy through the formation process to be a priest. That includes tuition, room and board, insurance, travel, all these pastoral experiences we have along the way, so hopefully we hit the ground running once we're ordained. And if it takes $300,000, I can guarantee you it takes more than 300,000 prayers. And so thank you for your contributions to that as well. I have to admit, today I feel a bit like Simon Peter in the crowd going after Jesus when he went to pray. You came here for Mass, and I'm here asking you to do more. The bulletin talks about how great you've done of supporting the ministries here at Holy Spirit Parish. We thank you for that. But there are other costs that go into keeping this place running that are not part of the parish budget. For example, we have three priests here who each, it costs $300,000 to train. And so part of that needs to be paid for by the people who go to Paulus parishes. And then it's sort of a, a Gedanken experiment, if you will, but if Father Al ever retires, um, we'll need to support him in his retirement. And again, that costs money. But the other thing from our gospel is Jesus said, you know, I wasn't just sent to preach in the town of Capernaum. I was called to preach other places. And he calls all of us to spread the gospel. And so we look to you to help us with that. Our ministries like Paulus Press, Paulus Productions, and Busted Halo, they're not based in a parish. And so we need to look to lots of people to help pay for those. They're very successful ministries, but they cost a lot of money. We're trying to compete in the world of all this media, and it takes a lot of effort to have our voice be heard in that cacophony. So... Some of you have already given to the Paulist Appeal, and we thank you for that for this year. But if you haven't, we have brochures. Some of them are in the pews, there's some in the back, there's some at the desk. If you're even thinking about giving, if you just can reach over now and grab one and take it with you to remind you to do it. I know how I am, I forget. You can donate sometime this week online, paulist.org, or you can bring your contribution next week. Now, I know some of you are paying your own tuition. Others of you are paying for your children or grandchildren's tuition. The last thing you want to do is pay for the tuition of my seminary brothers. But even if things are tight, if you could dig down and find a little bit to give, maybe the cost of a few cups of coffee or whatever your beverage of choice is, and contribute, it would mean so much. And I promise you, on behalf of all the Paulist Fathers, that we will do everything in our efforts to stretch that money as far as we can to reach as many people 
with Christ's embracing message of love. Once again, thank you so much. It is wonderful to be back with you. And just to be reminded, with being with you, of how interconnected we all are within the one body of Christ.